Hi, welcome to the Code Youngstown podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Dunko. Uh, Neil couldn't be here with us today. Um, today I'm introducing to you Chris Harwell. Uh, Chris is a student at the University of the People, a Youngstown resident. Uh, he does free code camp and he's about to start Lambda, Lambda School. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. Hi, uh, don't know, really know what to say. No problem. Uh, I I have like a couple of questions for you, and feel free to ramble, um, or not, whatever you feel comfortable, and we'll just go from there. How about that? All right, that sounds good. Cool. So your story of ending up in Youngstown is a little bit interesting. Uh, you're not from Youngstown, right? No. How about you tell us uh, a little bit about how you ended up in the area? Well... To make a long story short, I had a job traveling. I worked for a traveling dinosaur show. Uh, I worked for a traveling dinosaur show, dinosaur show called uh, Jurassic Quest, and they ended up laying everybody off. And in Arkansas, I couldn't find work, so I ended up just moving to Ohio because I had family that lived up here. And then uh, ended up. In Youngstown. Awesome. So you're, you're here for basically because family was here. Yeah. So does that mean like your family was originally from Youngstown or? My dad's side of the family lives in Ohio. Gotcha. Um, so why Youngstown then? Is he also like in the Youngstown area or? Well, my, uh, my wife lives here. I, I originally lived in Akron and then I moved here. Gotcha. Uh, so when you moved to Northeast Ohio, you weren't originally actually in Youngstown, the Youngstown area. You no. were originally in Akron. No. And then you, uh, d did you meet your wife between those two times? Or how, how did you end up in, like, going, that transition from Akron to Youngstown? Well, I met my wife, uh, and then after we got married, we were, before we, I decided to move to, to this area, we were trying to find a place that would allow her dogs and everything and couldn't find anything affordable. So we ended, she already had a house, so we just decided to compromise and I just moved here. Gotcha. So you, it's, it's less you moved to Youngstown where you ended up in Youngstown. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's true for a, a lot of people. Like, it, there's a lot of conveniences and especially if you have family in the area, you kind of end up in Youngstown um so you so um I remember us talking before the show um you uh at, at what point here did you start going to University of the People well uh that started November 2018 so mildly recently yeah gotcha so was that like after you moved then yeah gotcha so University of the People I, I had never heard of it before you you told me a little bit about it. How about you tell the, the viewers like what University of the People is, uh, what you're learning there, and why you chose it? All right, well, a little bit of background about what it is is or how I found it before I say what it is to explain that much. I'd read on Facebook a couple years ago that there was Overseas, there were colleges that allowed free tuition, and I was like, 
you know, I don't really know if I'm going to actually like this computer science thing. I seem to like it, but I'm not sure. I made the mistake before of going two semesters and now I'm $6,000 in debt for a degree that I'm not even going to get. And I was like, you know, this college is tuition free. I can see if I like it. I, I googled free tuition, tuition free colleges, found this one, found out they were accredited, ended up going. And basically there's this rich Israeli guy that started a college for people in third world countries or basically impoverished people that can't afford to pay for actual college or don't have that convenience just so happens that I just didn't want to pay $80,000 for a four-year degree. <laughs> and so you just kind of ended up finding it. Yeah. And then, uh, well, they got multiple degrees, but I'm going there for computer science. And so far, I think I've taken over half of their computer science-related classes in my first year there. Oh, wow. I, I do, is the University of the People, like, also, like, a multidisciplinary, like, degree? Yes. I know that I, I went to Youngstown State. I went there for four years, and I would say less than a third of my classes, probably less than a fourth of my classes, were really uh, computer science focused. Would you say that, that that's similar, or would you say this is more of a, I don't know if trade is the right word, but more of a focus on uh, computer science? Well, what I've noticed is they they tend to have at least two to three classes for every like area that you can think of for computer science like data analytics and machine learning area then mobile development and then web development and it's kinda seems like they've got maybe a third of it is probably electives and then another two-thirds is just the computer science stuff. Gotcha. So the it, it is kind of like multidisciplinary, but it's also it's less than like a normal college. Yeah. Gotcha. I imagine that's if you're looking to kind of skip some steps, I don't know if it is argue a lot of there's a lot of argument to and from um like whether or not that's better or worse having a multidisciplinary degree like a doing the fine arts but if you're looking to you know go right into it that's that's really nice um but uh that doesn't that that's that wasn't enough for you because you also were working on uh you also started working on free code camp stuff yeah so why did you start you're, you're already doing the university of the people then you start doing the free code camp stuff why both well I started University of the People because I, the background behind that is I've always had an interest in computers and I never really, I guess I didn't really know my purpose, I guess that's what I call it. And I met this guy that was a computer scientist, I was working in Washington DC. This guy that was a computer scientist, I met him at a vape lounge. And we were playing pool, and he's like, you're really smart. And he, he started telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, I didn't know you could do this with computers. What? And it, like, really sparked this interest that I thought that I'd, like, it was gone for years. 
and he sh he was telling me all this interesting stuff and then later on after I started University of the People I had uh, I played a lot of Call of Duty with my friends and we had started a group of uh, what we called a clan and we'd all play together just a group of five friends and I wanted to make a website and I realized that it was harder than I thought <laughs> It was more than just HTML and CSS, and I didn't know that. And I, I had gotten told by some uh, fellow students in a Discord channel for the school that Free Code Camp was a free way to learn web development. Gotcha. So you started Free Code Camp less for like the computer science degree that you're getting at University of the People, but uh, basically to learn web development. Um, I think the funniest part of that story, or at least to me, the funniest part of that story, is that's actually exactly how I got into web development too. I was a little younger, but I, I also started a clan with a bunch of friends and wanted to make a website. So I made like a, a PHP, PHP BB forum, and I moved up to a drag and drop thing, and then I ended up doing WordPress and then trying to customize that. And, and so like I kind of went a really similar path, just seeing... How the heck do you do this for real? Uh, and now here I am. I'm, I make websites now like for a living. Um, so it, it's a weirdly similar path. And I, I think that's like the origin of video games. Like, like people playing video games is one of the reasons that a lot of people go into uh, programming. Um, like even at like Youngstown State, there's a, there's a, there's a big gaming culture there. And I think... I think that stems from the fact that uh, a lot of people, I, I think it's a lot of people see, hey, I, I'm interacting with technology a lot. Maybe I have an, an interest in like creating with it. I think it's a little bit different than like, hey, I want to make a website and now it's diff more difficult. But it's still like that. It, video games are a really interesting like sect of technology and entertainment that is kind of like people's first like look at like, hey, this is what technology could do and it's really fun or entertaining i want to be a part of that in some way either community building or building a website around what you're you're doing or your friends or you know building games themselves and then you end up doing like writing sql instead of making video games <laughs> uh, which is the unfun story there where they kind of break you your first couple years <laughs> at doing computer science um not that I don't, I, I know a couple of people who are uh, still doing it, um, but those people are fewer and far, farther between than what I'd like to see. I'd, I'd love for people to like be excited, like to make video games going into college and be making video games going out of college, but it's not that easy. Um, sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent. That's no, fine. Um, so you start doing free code, uh, excuse me, free code camp uh, to learn web development. And then most recently, you applied for Lambda School. Um, how about you tell the the audience a little bit about Lambda School and why you're adding a third, like, um, like lesson plan for yourself? Well, <laughs> the, uh, I'll I'll start off explaining why I, I added the third one because with Free Code Camp. If anyone knows anything about it, you know that literally you're just reading text on a screen and f like solving the problem. And there's only so much you can learn 
in that way and I've run into roadblocks to where you're only working on these small little like code snippets and I don't really know what I can do and tutorials can only teach you so much and I don't have any ideas for projects and having like lambda school somebody to teach you the material and then say here's a project based on what you've learned build it that's a better way for me to learn but I lack the creativity to make projects come out of my head so that's why I did that but uh, I chose lambda school after a year of thinking about it because it's free initially you don't pay anything up front and you can do it part-time online and you don't have to pay anything until you get a job making over 50000 a year. But it's you do these online, uh, from what I understand, Mondays and Tuesdays maybe are lecture. And then you do a stand-up and you work on projects. It's, it's a lot like an actual job, but it, you're not paid. It's kind of, Neil referred it to being like an unpaid internship. Except for I hope that what you're building doesn't actually like, go to another company. No. Okay. But I, I actually heard of Lambda School before you told me about it because I was, um, like, Y Combinator, one of the people, or one of the investors in Lambda School, is, like, they're kind of known as the, the big tech investor. Like, if you're YC-funded, you're it's a big deal. Um, now, they, they fund a lot more companies now than they used to. They fund thousands of companies a year actually which is an insane scale for that kind of thing and i've actually done um they, they've they've uh, invested in a bunch of different education startups and they've actually like started their own uh called uh, yc startup school which is different it's not about uh programming but it's about starting a company and so i've gone through that twice and through that i've kind of heard some about lambda school and it sounds like a really awesome deal. And I think there's a couple other people in Code Youngstown that have done them. I, I don't remember the names of those people off the top of my head. But I, I like it sounds like a really a cool experience, especially I know I, I enjoy project-based learning more than reading as well. Um, so I could totally empathize with that. Um, and then the opportunity to not have to pay anything until you get a job paying more than $50,000 a year. Um, I, w I was just reading an article about how um, how universities have really maligned like um, incentive structures because you you pay them as you learn. So they, their goal is they keep you in school or at the very least they keep you for at least the four years. You pay every semester and they have no real motivation to teach you things um, that would get you a job necessarily like it helps your ratings and stuff but it's not as direct as lambda school where if you don't get a job they don't get paid um so that's i hope it works out that's awesome um i i'm actually pretty excited to to hear more like as you go through it um i i'd love to to be able to recommend that kind of thing uh to people because i i think there's a lot of uh youngstown people who can't afford college um, or college isn't right for them, and they don't know what to do. They either have to move or go to college like at Akron or Kent, um, 
and they have to pay for rent and all those kind of things. And, you know, if you're growing up in Youngstown, that's not always an option, especially if you're growing up in Youngstown. So I, I think it's a, uh, a great opportunity, and I, I hope it works out. And I hope, like, we could talk more about it, and I hope to have you back on, like, as you're further in or maybe after, and you could talk about your experience, and hopefully by then you'll even have a job uh, in coding. Um, moving on from Lambda School, um, so after you graduate from Lambda School, does Lambda School help, uh, I guess the question is, does Lambda School help you get a job? And okay. if they do, uh, are you thinking you'll stay local or remote, or do you have any idea of what the prospects look like after? Well, they, from what I understand, they have an entire team that helps you get a job, and they're partnered with companies. My goal and my desire is to get a remote job, specifically in something web development and data related, because I have an interest and I'm not very good at it, but statistics and analytics, they kind of, I took a statistics class and I, I hated the class, but what I learned was really fascinating, which you could do with math, so I was like, ooh, I could figure out some way to incorporate that with web development and get a job with a company that does both that would be awesome and work remotely man that would be perfect so that's that's kind of my my hopes for that but other than that if I have to work somewhere local that would be fine if I have to work in some place like Pittsburgh that'd be fine too I just want to get paid to do what I do already for eight hours a day outside of my regular job. That makes sense. Um, one of the, the topics on the last uh, podcast, um, Neil and I were just interviewing each other, and Neil, um, I was looking for a remote job. Neil is doing a remote job. He actually, I think he just jumped from one remote company to, to another uh, recently, uh, which is great for him. But he, Neil had really an interesting perspective because he actually went to San Francisco for a couple of years and lived there and made the commute and uh, slowly transitioned to being uh, remote and then transitioned to living back in Youngstown. And it's crazy to hear like these, these stories about people who make like two to three hour commutes in San Francisco. Um, which is, and they cost like $50 each way. Like it's an insane, it costs a lot. It takes a lot of time. And like, you can only hire people who are within San Francisco then making everyone go to the office. Uh, when like there's the remote option is, you know, you can get people from everywhere. So it's cheaper. You can normally get more qualified people cheaper because you have bigger range of options. Uh, less like management overhead and it, there's so many advantages to uh, uh, being remote um, that's one of the things that we're, we're trying to advocate and by we I mean uh, Nick Sarah and I who, who organize most of the Code Youngstown events so um, with any luck like you'll be able to find something local or uh, hopefully a remote gig because we definitely need more people bringing money into Youngstown and remote gigs are one of the the best ways to, in my opinion. Again, that was a little bit of a spiel on that, but... Um, 
so I, I think that's most of my, my questions. Um, I think the last thing I have on my list is to ask you about your experience with Code Youngstown. Um, you, jo you joined Code Youngstown, I think, less than a year ago now, almost. And you've been to several of the events, uh, a couple at Drund and, and some other places. Um, I don't really know how to, how to phrase this. I'll have to figure it out for future shows. But, like, how has Code Youngstown helped you, if at all? Well, I'd say it's helped me meet like-minded people because it's kind of hard being the only one that you, the only person that you know to talk about what you're passionate about. And when you're like talking to other people about code and all these problems that you have and people just look at you like they, they blank face completely oblivious to anything that you're saying, have no idea what you're talking about, it's rough. So having someone that can relate to you and can help you through your struggles and you can just friends that have the same interests is really how it's helped. That makes sense. That that they they say like your your peers like really matter when you're you're trying to pursue like a career and being around like like-minded peers like everyone makes each other better and that's definitely one of the things that we're trying to do with good youngstown so i'm glad that you're you feel like you're getting that out of it because if you weren't that you know that means we're doing something wrong yeah so that's uh i think that's all the that's the last question i had for you chris um before you go, is there anything uh, you'd like to say or talk about? It's completely okay if there isn't, but I, I want to give people who, who are on the podcast a chance to, you know, shill if they have anything they want to shill or um, say what they want to say. I mean, there is one thing, and I don't know how people will take it, but my suggestion, something I've learned is if you're interested in getting into programming, don't do it for the money do it because it's something that you're passionate about. This is something that I could never get paid in my life to do this, and I would still do it every day for the rest of my life. I mean, there hasn't been a day in the past, uh, let's see, I started this challenge. It's been about four months now, I haven't missed a day of programming every day, and I, I love it. So, my advice to anyone that's interested, don't do it just because it's a high-paying job, because if you do it just for the money, you'll probably hate it. Do it because it's something you love. Awesome. And I think that's good advice. I think that it's, uh, there, there's a lot of people in tech who that, that is the case, and I think there's positions in tech where that is, that you can definitely treat it like as a, as a job, or you're so senior you can treat it as a job, but learning programming is, is really hard, and it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of effort, and if you're, um, one of the things I used to tell Youngstown State students, um, and I think Luke just walked in, uh, and Elizabeth just gave you similar advice, was uh, do projects, a lot of projects. Um, I actually started Youngstown State's uh, hackathon, and that's because there were so many people graduating without doing any projects, and it was so hard for them to get jobs. They just weren't doing things on their own time, um, which, you know, that's that's fine for a lot of careers, but um, a lot of people, there's so many jobs in programming, but what a lot of people don't understand is the reason there's so many available jobs is because there's not many people who are as passionate as people like Chris here. 
um, or have you know put in the time and, and the resources and have done those projects and they can say I haven't done this but I've done something close to it and I can figure it out um, so I, I think that's that is one of the the biggest skills um, I, don't, I don't even know if that's necessarily a skill but experiences one needs to get hired programming and without that it's it's really rough but with that it's really easy like to get a job pro like programming um, being able to say hey I've I've done something like that and I could definitely do it for for you um, so that's awesome you're getting that experience and it sounds like lambda school can get you that experience uh, Luke I hope it, uh, you take that advice and I definitely will Thank awesome you. Uh, try some stuff out um, yeah so that's the code Youngstown podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and whoever else takes podcasts from Apple Podcasts, I guess. Um, If you want to be on the show, if you have any questions or comments, uh, drop us a line. Um, uh, CodeYoungstown.com. Join the Slack uh, if you want to be involved in the conversation. Um, Ever... Code Youngstown is formatted where every two months we have a meetup of some kind. Uh, please join us on meetup.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Um, and if you have something you want to do in tech or you, you feel like you want to organize the community to to have a hackathon or, or have an event or have something you want to speak about or you're hiring in Youngstown and, and you, you want to talk about that or what you're doing at your job or, or anything really, uh, we want to work with you. We want to partner with you. We'll... Do whatever we can to uh, get the word out that you're doing something awesome in Youngstown. Um, So thank you and have a great night.